down in Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, friends. Today, Torch Report 233, The Big Lie. Part one, as it turns out, uh, it's going to have to be two parts here. Got uh, a little short on time. We will be reading between the lies and exposing the total setup for what's coming here leading up to and after the midterm elections, friends. I think that we're getting set up. And like I've said, I've been saying it's been a little bit too quiet. There's something going on here, and it's starting to come to light what I think they have in plan. So as we kind of read the tea leaves, so to speak, I have to point out that it is ridiculous. Ridiculous! It's preposterous, ludicrous, absurd. How can anyone believe such things? You know, do you ever feel yourself, find yourself feeling that way? You know, like I, I, when I see people say, you know, hey, Biden's doing great. Hey, yeah, woo. You know, I, I cringe. You know, ah, how can anybody feel that way? How can we think that? And as I was reading the headlines this morning, you know, the headlines that were suggesting that David De Pepe, the the uh, the now infamous underwear assailant, the hammer wielding hippie, is a mentally unstable illegal immigrant who might just get deported after his trial. So that's out in the news today. I saw that. I got by my head exploded. Hopping up and down like my hair's on fire. You know, this is trivial tripe. You know, it's preposterous, ludicrous, absurd. How could anybody give a damn? You know, why anybody cares is beyond me. But the story is out there. And 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 an element of news analysis is that I feel like they're they're always trying to get away with it in broad daylight, right? The, that seems to be uh, increasingly obvious where they're just, it's just flagrant violations, you know, felonious violations of law, political corruption, election shenanigans, and all of that kind of stuff. But when, there, when there's a story out there, it likely is smoke and mirrors. It's, it's uh, da, 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 what I'm trying to say, it's a distraction and all of that, but there's something going on there. So what are they saying if we read between the lies? And... It's uh, the holes in the narrative, the whole narrative around the Pelosi attack and all that are glaringly obvious. If you haven't looked at, into it, you know, I'm sure that you probably have. But there's you know, I think the Gateway Pundit probably has the best selection of articles on that. Uh, but the whole story just smacks of a politically convenient distraction. It's just something to point at as the Democrats shriek about political violence ahead of the midterms. You know, no effort has been spared in linking this dramatic, almost theatrical storyline to the MAGA extremists who are threatening democracy by their very existence. You know, the fact that that you and I exist and that we dare to question the outcome of the 2020 elections, that is why uh, Paul Pelosi was bludgeoned with a hammer after the police showed up, somebody opened the door, let them in and, and all of that, whatever. You know, last night, right on cue, President, a.k.a. sock puppet Joe Biden, issued a very stark warning about the, quote, dark forces with a thirst for power, end quote, that will threaten democracy this midterm election. He's stating it as if it's going to happen. These dark forces with a thirst for power. I might add there are other dark forces with a thirst for power, and they probably got their hand up his ass anyway. He was uh, he was only talking to 
Fortunately, you know, he's only talking to about 150 or so young Democrats, mere useful idiots. But Biden made it abundantly clear to this young, impressionable crowd that the attack on Paul Pelosi was caused by MAGA Republicans who refused to accept the outcome of the 2020 election. The theme, friends, again, and when the whole J6 show trial was going on, I was saying this is they're rewriting history in real time. This is what I'm getting at. These kids have heard that, you know, oh, my gosh, all this, the story, the story, the story. And when the algorithmic solutions begin to systematically uh, throttle or shut down the dissenting stories, this is the only story that we're going to have. You know, the mega extremists, you know, that's what led to the violence in his own mumbled words. Sock puppet Joe Biden says, quote, American democracy is under attack because the defeated former president of the United States refused to accept the results of the 2020 election. And he's made the big lie an article of faith in the MAGA Republican Party, Biden said. The great irony about the 2020 election is that it's the most attacked election in our history. And yet there's no election in our history that we can be more certain of its results. Every legal challenge that could have been brought was brought. Every recount that could have been undertaken was undertaken. Every recount confirmed the results. End quote. Yay, Biden's the most popular president ever elected. It, this is this is the most certain results of any election ever, which again, it's just a horse shit. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's the big lie. But speaking of big lies, you know, this guy, it's just shameless. He's he he Joe Biden is as shameless as he is senile. But as long as he can still stumble over the teleprompter with semi coherence, sometimes I think he'll continue to be the most popular president ever elected, especially when he runs for reelection, which has been filed and it's out there and people are getting excited because of midterms and, and then Joe Biden's going to announce it and it's going to be it's going to be a you know an epic battle for the ages between Joe Biden and Donald Trump and it's going to be so exciting and the left's going to rally behind him and ah <laughs> friends it's ridiculous preposterous ludicrous absurd how could anyone in their right freaking mind think that Joe Biden is the best candidate that the democrats can come up with in 2024 I mean, he would be 82 years old on the swearing in of his second term. And yet, according to the tea leaves, friends, millions of American minions, including 26 percent of Washingtonians, are still convinced that he's the best guy for the job. You can't believe it. How is it possible? You know, it's because these idiots have been told that Biden has done better than most voters think. That's the actual title of an article linked there in the, in the article today. You know, oh, he's done better than people think, you know. And and these useful idiots lack the requisite intelligence to realize that they are being lied to. The dupes are being duped. And these are the very same useful idiots who believe that the 2020 election was the most secure election in history and that anyone who challenges this fantasy is an angry MAGA extremist who is threatening democracy. You know, They believe this because Biden's handlers – are master propagandists. Okay, I'm just going to read a little bit more from Biden's speech 
He says, this institution, this intimidation, this violence, these are the consequences of lies told for power and profit, lies of conspiracy and malice, lies repeated over and over and over to generate a cycle of anger, hate, vitriol, and even violence, end quote. Friends, as with all good propaganda, there is truth in that statement. These lies for power and profit. Yeah, how about the whole entire COVID-19 lie for power and profit? The lies of conspiracy and malice. The lies repeated over and over and over to generate a cycle of anger, hate, vitriol, and even violence. Those lies are in fact being repeated. And as the adage goes, if you tell a lie often enough, many people will eventually believe it. That's a staple. That is the staple strategy of the progressives playbook. They play to the useful idiots precisely because there are enough of them out there in the world who are willing to believe anything they're told just so long as they're taken care of and kept safe because that's the government's job to take care of them and keep them safe from violence and hate and vitriol and 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 misinformation. <laughs> Friends, at any rate, you know, after Biden pointed out that Uh, There are at least 300 candidates on the ballot who are refusing to say if they're going to accept the if they have accepted the results of the 2020 election, meaning, you know, election deniers, possible Trump supporters, possible MAGA extremist, white supremacist, racists, you know, who are running for election and getting voted in all across the country. The big racist red wave. After he points that out, Biden goes on to say. We, the people, must decide whether we will have fair and free elections, and every vote counts. We, the people, must decide whether we're going to sustain a republic where reality is accepted, the law is obeyed, and your vote is truly sacred. End quote. What inspiring. You know, his words are just dripping with inspiration. Just think about it. Friends, think about the subjective nature of these words. Let me ask, you know, does every vote count? Is your vote truly sacred? (laughs) You know, must the law be obeyed? Whose version of reality are we talking about here? And most importantly, for American uh, public discussion here, what happens when we disagree? Okay, does every vote count? Go out anywhere in public on any given day of the week and just sit and observe people and realize that everybody gets to vote. David DePepe gets to vote. I'm sure he voted in the last election. And if you looked at his voting record, I'm sure you would find he's voting for progressive Democrats and radical environmentalists because he's a freaking moron. Okay. But you know, anyway, that's <laughs> a bit of a ta- tangent there. But, you know, does every vote count? Why are we counting every vote? What if it's an illegal vote? What if it's a, a, a coerced vote, a bought off vote? Is your vote truly sacred? Sacred is a really strong word. I don't think that your vote is sacred. Your vote is your opinion. Okay. Maybe it's a little bit more than that. But, you know, how about the law? The law must be obeyed. The law must be obeyed. Wait a minute. Who made the law? What if the law is unjust? What if the law is biased? What if the law is is racist? What if the law says that, you know, Rosa Parks, you must go to the back of the bus. No black people can drink out of this water fountain. What if that's the law? Must the law be obeyed? 
Whose version of reality are we talking about here when we say we must accept reality? Yes, there is reality. Reality does exist, and it exists outside the bubble of our twisted minds, the mental mirage and all of that. There is reality, and we need to reconcile our perspectives to reality. But when Joe Biden says we must accept his reality, I flatly reject the notion. Friends, of course, these questions are too deep for the average Democrat voter. And in all fairness, they're probably too deep for the average Republican voter, too. But I know, I know in my knower that by the very virtue of your presence in this audience, that you are far from average. Friends, you are truly exceptional. And I am deeply grateful for your presence here in the listening audience and for your support in the Patriot Club and all that good stuff. So let's press forth, shall we? For centuries, people have interpreted the tea leaves as divine indications of the future. For those who subscribe to this philosophy of divination, it's called uh, tassiomancy. And for those who practice it, it's called they're, they're called tassiomancers, which is fascinating, right? Oh, tassiomancer. Oh, tassiomancy. What is oh, This is great. You know, here's a bit of history. Europeans built the practice on the foundation of very old traditions, traditions that were so old, they may not even have known who was, where this tradition came from. Like, who was the first person that ever read the leaves? You know, it's probably, you know, some parent that was like mom's like you know trying to drink some tea and kids are like what am i what you, what you, you know, looking to leave you know what it's gonna be okay i don't know it says something silly like that but the thing is you know and this is from the article there uh, from seeing patterns in running wax mapping truths in the stars or reading the future in animal guts tassomancy this reading of the tea leaves sought to answer humanity's most burning question what does the future have in store? Says the mother looking into the teacup. <laughs> Chores. That's what the future has in store. <laughs> wow, mom was right. No. Anyway, friends, that, that is the burning question, is it not? What does the future have in store? And according to multiple sources, <laughs> the future looks violent. The, there's a bulletin apparently, that has been released by the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, the U.S. Capitol Police, and the National Counterterrorism Center that says that perceptions of election fraud will likely result in heightened threats of violence, end quote. Now, 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 we're going to spend some time drilling down on this because here's the thing. When I saw this headline, there's actually several headlines here about political violence, there is something that just didn't sit right. I know that they've been trying to set this up and even pushing it and fanning the flame, but it just didn't sit right. And so um, we're going to go through a few articles here, and I got to go through them kind of quickly in the interest of time. But there's this article out there, you know, that, that I cannot, the plain, here's the thing, just before we get into this, I cannot actually find this bulletin anywhere. So I see all these articles referencing this bulletin, and it's supposedly coming from the Department of Homeland Security and all that. Well, it should be out there, and I should be able to find it, okay? But one article just links to another article to another. It's like this circular reference. So there's this article I see out there. The scholars say that political violence in America isn't going away anytime soon. And in this article, a couple of excerpts, a warning about the threat of political violence heading into the 2020 midterm elections was issued to state and local law enforcement officials by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security on October 28th, 2022, even though I can't find that anywhere. Now, the links there uh, go to NPR and to Vox, and neither of those articles actually link to the source bulletin. Both articles uh, we'll get into here in a second. 
Also in this first one here, the bulletin was released the same day that the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi's husband, was hospitalized after a home invasion by a lone right-wing extremist. Now, that's how they're painting it, friends. This this bulletin is being linked to the in home invasion by the lone right-wing extremist. That is completely false. It's a farce. It is not anywhere near reality. But continue on here. You know, another article title: "We're in a new era of attacks on political leaders," and this is uh, this is put out there. It says weeks ahead. The weeks ahead have particular potential for violence. Violence tends to increase around elections because they represent an intense competition over status and leadership. I think we should be expecting it to get a lot worse, both leading up to and after the midterm elections. Rhetoric on the right is legitimizing political violence. Really? Again, so we see it. The lone right-wing extremists, the, the rhetoric on the right is legitimizing violence, and this is all according to this bulletin that I still can't find anywhere. Another article. Ahead of Election Day, U.S. agencies warn of potential attacks by extremists. And it goes on in this article. It says U.S. security agencies have issued a heightened threat advisory warning of potential attacks on political candidates, etc. Electric officials and others. Uh, this alert came Friday, the same day that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked in their San Francisco home. And it says NPR has obtained the bulletin issued by the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, the National Counterterrorism Counter Center, and the U.S. Capitol Police. So NPR obtained the bulletin. Okay. Another article. Fed warned that domestic violence extremists pose heightened threat to midterm elections. And this article says the warning came from a joint intelligence assessment sent to the state and local officials and obtained by CNN. The bullet... Bulletin released by the department and etc. says that the perceptions that the perceptions of the election fraud will likely result in heightened threats of violence. The bulletin did not list any specific credible threats. End quote. Okay, so they're saying that it's the perception of election fraud that's going to lead to it, but there's not really any credible threats except for this bulletin that nobody can I can't find. Maybe you can find it. If you can find the bulletin, please share it with me. Uh, domestic extremists pose heightened threat to 2022 midterms, say law enforcement. And this excerpts here, you know, following the midterms, perceptions. Again, this is law enforcement saying that following the midterms, perceptions of elector election fraud could cause violence. So they're planning on this you know, perception of election fraud causing violence. And this is, again, according to a joint intelligence bulletin obtained by ABC News. So CNN obtained the bulletin, NPR obtained the bulletin, ABC obtained the bulletin, but little old me, you know, I wanted to <clears throat> obtain the bulletin for myself so I could read the words for myself, but I just could not find the bulletin anywhere. No such luck. And I probably spent way too much time searching for this mysterious bulletin, but to no avail. No matter how I typed it in, no matter how I searched, even searching for a .gov version, the only results were were circular references. One liberal outlet points to the bulletin as obtained by another liberal outlet. And they all use the same language uh, that the good professor used in that first article, the scholar that was talking about political violence not going away anytime soon. Now, just a couple of screenshots in there. They're all telling the same version of the story. Besides the fact that I was not able to find the bulletin, I want to point out that the scholar who so daftly declared that David DePebe was a lone right-wing extremist, which is an absurdion that is 
assertion that is utterly absurd. This scholar, Professor Richard Forno, has a very impressive resume. It's actually a very curious resume. Uh, it turns out his specialty is in cybersecurity, not in public policy, <laughs> uh, which coincidentally, his, his specialty in cybersecurity would equip him with the perfect skill set to pull off the sort of backdoor cyber shenanigans that generated the, quote, numerous anomalies on David DePappy's websites, including the fact that here is no way in hell this progressive nudist hippie who lived in a bus could have made this website, posted all the content instantaneously, seconds away from each other. There's no way he could have done it. There's no way he could have worked alone, friends. There are so many questions and so few answers and so little time, which is why (laughs) we're going to have to wrap this up tomorrow. The big lie part two friends if you're enjoying this podcast please do me the great honor of clicking that little heart and giving me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already and above all else please share this podcast with everyone you know get out there and embrace this thrilling thought-provoking thursday and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon